Chase is alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I miss his warrior. An old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're joining me? We can stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was away Sunday. And today is his birthday. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I'm your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me tonight is the one and only Lando. Ah, it's good to be back. Yes, it is. Had a little bit of a break in there just to handle some business and, of course, get the Sister General Horror Show, Death Course Radio, off the ground and rolling, which it's it's up rocking and rolling, too. So you can check that out for general horror shows and interviews and community spotlights as well. Kind of like how we operate here, but just with uh, general horror stuff. So definitely get on over there and check that out. But for tonight's episode, one of our personal favorites is about to be 32 years old. That's right. Friday the 13th, part six, Jason lives first hit the big screen on August 1st, back in 1986. And now it's been a while since we've really talked about that particular installment. So I figured what better time than now, the last time I think that it got much mentioned was about a couple of years ago, maybe around a year and a half to two years, somewhere in there. I'd have to go back to the website and take a look. But anyways, back when we had C.J. Graham on to talk about his upcoming Part 6 full costume appearances on the convention circuit, which have been going on solid for the past uh, over a year and a half now. So it's it was right before that. Um, and then a short time after we had that episode, I got Tom McLaughlin on to talk about uh, the 30th anniversary. So you can find those episodes on our website if you want to check those out. Just scroll back through campbloodpodcast.com and you can check those out. Now, Lando, one of our dearest films is becoming another year older, and I think it's still just as relevant, if not more relevant, than it was a couple years ago on its 30th anniversary. And what I think I'd like to start off with as a reason why I think that is that it's because of the, I'm going to just throw this out there, I think that it's because of the brilliant fan film, Never Hike Alone, by our dear friend Vincent DeSanti from over at Wompstomp Films. And great job on that film vince has been on a dear friend of the show but the appearance of tom matthews aka tommy jarvis at the end uh giving a great twist to bring that movie to a close now thoughts on that bringing people back again to view tom's original performance i think i agree with that completely i mean first time i saw never hike alone you know i was into it i was digging it from the beginning i i was really wondering you know, how they're going to wrap this up because it's been so good already and i think i had mentioned that before i never went on imdb to see who was involved i i didn't want to know anything about it it was one of those rare times when i stayed away from everything i just seen a couple teaser trailers and i was like all right i just want to experience this as it is and when tom matthews opened those ambulance doors i pretty much squealed I was just, it was just one of those genuine moments where it was just like, this is fantastic. You know, it was great by itself. You're thinking, okay, there's not going to be a cameo or anything. It didn't even need it. And then when Tom Matthew showed up, it was just spectacular. And I think it's just, it's not unlike anything else. Anytime you see something that reminds you of a movie you love, you just become nostalgic for it. You want to watch it. I mean, we were just talking off air. I mean, I just interviewed Vinny Guastafaro for a, 
uh, Nightmare Nostalgia. And it was as we were talking, I was sitting there thinking, it's like, I want to throw Jason Lives in. I, I got to watch this now. And when we were done, you know, that's exactly what I did. And I think something like that, you see Tom Matthews, all those memories and those laughs, and you just get that jolt of excitement. And, it, you know, it just makes you love Jason Lives that much more. So I think you're spot on with that. Well, and the reason that I say that is because that's exactly what happened with me. After I watched Never Hike Alone for the first time, I thought, damn, I want to go watch part six again because Tom just really brought back that retro Friday feeling, and I just had to watch it again. Of course, I've seen it a million times, but I'm like, damn, I need to watch this again. And I I know that if I think that, then I'm sure that the big-time Friday fans out there probably felt the same way, and of course you did too. So I think, uh, Mm -hmm. I think there's our answer as far as that goes. Yeah, and I mean, it's one. I love all the Friday films. I've seen them all many, many, many times. I've been watching them since I was a kid. Jason Lives, though, is that one. I think I think it's that way for everybody. You can love numerous chapters of the series, but there's always one that you latch onto. Jason Lives is that for me. I, I, I've seen it so many times. I pretty much know it line for line, and I never get tired of it. I mean, I, it was not that long ago over this last winter. I was sick for the entire weekend, and... I didn't want to get up out of bed. So I had Jason lives. I'd pop it in the Blu-ray player and I just kept watching it over and over again. I'd fall asleep, wake up, start over. And it was never anything where I was like, Oh my God, I can't watch it anymore and turn it off. I just kept going. And I, I think Jason lives. I mean, for those who really, really love it, I think it really holds a special place in their heart. Absolutely. And it's the same way for me. You and I, of course, have that love for part six and I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And normally on a, a 32nd anniversary, you, most shows aren't going to, give that any relevance and have an episode dedicated to that. But being that it is that type of film for us and with having the relevance of having Tom Matthews and never hike alone and kind of rejuvenating that character. I think it was definitely worth discussing on top of a couple other things that I think are kind of breathing more life back into part six, all these years later. Now this episode isn't to hash out the episode or I'm sorry, the film in general, Uh, or to really discuss, uh, that's already been done. This is just kind of what's been going on in the last couple of years since the 30th anniversary and why part six is still, you know, right there just as as relevant as it was. And with that appearance with Tom, and that is a huge thing right there because as of this recording, Never Hike Alone's had well over 200,000 views and that's just Mm going to keep on climbing. So, um, Not everyone obviously has seen it yet to know what the twist is at the end, but you combine that with a couple of other things. And one of those being CJ Graham's full Jason costume photo op appearances at conventions. And that has been super, super popular, which we knew that it would. Mm -hmm. And uh, the buzz on that was, was just crazy. Uh, A couple of years ago when he came on to talk about the costume and some of the guys came on who, uh, helped make the costume as great as it is and as screen accurate as it is and his costume and i've seen it in person and it is is fucking amazing he looks like he walked Hmm. right off the screen there is no doubt and uh Hmm. i've got pictures pictures uh, plenty of pictures of it i've got pictures of myself with him in costume and stuff so it uh is just a, a badass thing to be able to to get a photo with at a convention and he's done a couple other uh non convention uh, costume photo ops. He did one in Southern Illinois at a festival down there. And I think one or two other little, little kind of, uh, community events, uh, little, little fairs or something like that. I can't remember the names of them, but, uh, there has been a couple outside of the convention circuit. So he is willing to do that obviously at other locations, not just conventions. I'm sure you can contact him to, to set something up if you were 
if you're listening and you were interested in that. So I, I don't have a count as to how many photo op conventions he's done, but I know he's done quite a few and having him being at so many, because as he had mentioned before, he retired. So now he has time to hit all the conventions that he didn't have time to hit when he was still working his full-time job. So I think that's really generated some more interest in causing people to, to revisit part six because, Hey, I just stood next to CJ Graham for a photo op. I'm going to go home and watch part six. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just goes back to that nostalgia. And uh, I actually had the opportunity to speak with him a few weeks ago and it was just fantastic. I mean, I have not seen him in costume. I haven't had that. I haven't been fortunate enough to see that, but uh just the way he described it made me giddy for people who had the opportunity here, you know, to ever maybe get the chance myself. I mean, he talked about how you would just kind of be around a curtain and people would walk through and they'd see him and just completely freeze. And he said, he grabbed by the t-shirt and pull him in because he wanted to have them know what it felt like to be completely hopeless. And it was the way he said it. You could just hear the glee in his voice, you know, to be able to scare people that much. And, uh, that's one thing about that that costume. You talk about some of the 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 Jason costumes throughout the years, and you know, you look at from part seven on, and he started getting ragged and whatnot. Even though it's kind of a clean look, it look it's just a badass look. You know, it just it just it just works. You know, you see him stalking through the forest in the movie. I mean, it's just you see that get up, and immediately, you know, you're just you're either frightened and you want to piss yourself, or you know, like we talked about, you want to pop Jason lives in and watch it for the nine hundredth time. I mean, it's just it just works. Absolutely. And the thing about CJ's costume since from appearance number one is he's actually he's he's made a couple changes, which I feel are upgrades. And I'm sure most people would, too. He started he, he's uh, changed the hockey mask that uh, he used for the first several conventions. I'm not sure how many he used, but he's changed hockey masks and he changed his underhood. And with if some of our regular listeners remember a latex version from. Brandon Scott Murphy, which Brandon did a great job on the latex. And then he uh, uh, later on changed over and Brandon's been on uh, Brandon's been on the show before too, I think a couple times. And then uh, CJ at actually at my suggestion, he was wanting to change to, to a silicone. He asked me who I thought had a, had a great silicone hood. And I own one. I own the full face wearable hood that I use for my part six costume from Kyle Huckyluck, who's also been a guest on the show. And he's an awesome FX artist up in Canada. And I put him in touch with CJ and CJ ended up purchasing one from Kyle. And that just brought a whole new look to the costume because of the realness of the, the silicone compared to the latex. Like I said, Brandon does great work. Uh, I own one of Brandon's sixes myself. Great display piece, but there's a big difference going from latex to silicone. And it just really changed the dynamic of the costume. And you mentioned how he'll grab people by the shirt and things of that nature. I've mm -hmm. seen him do it. I've watched him do it. And the look on people's faces is priceless. <laughs> and he, he told me the same thing that he told you. He said, I want people to know kind of what it would be like if they were in the film and here's Jason. Right. I just think that that's great. <laughs> and it's funny because I've seen, I've seen CJ at a number of conventions since he started doing the, uh, the costume appearances. And matter of fact, I'm going to see him uh, a week from today, actually it flashback weekend in Chicago where he's doing a five Jason photo op uh, costume photo op, which I'm going to be participating in that also. But uh, it's funny because like I said, I've, I've seen him just walking from his hotel room, for example, or 
or, you know, making his way to the room where they're having the photo ops. And you'll just Mm -hmm. see people just kind of like, holy shit, because he stays, (laughs) he stays in character the whole time that he's going, whether it's in the elevator, whether it's just walking down the hall, like he, he stays in character and it's just, it's just priceless to see the reaction, especially, and people know like, Hey, this was the guy. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. Just to, just to be a spectator. Yeah. I mean, I would, uh, as much as I love Friday the 13th and some of the conventions that I've been to, I've never even been in a place where someone was in full costume. You always have cosplayers that are going around and doing it. And you have ones that one or two of them that are, you know, pretty impressive. They did a good job on it. And other ones that are just the goofy plastic mask you can just get at Target or whatever. And, you know, it just, you're like, why are you even wasting your time? But uh, I've never been in the presence of somebody who was in full costume like that. And, you know, CJ's big boy. I mean, he's intimidating just standing there, whether he's in costume or not. Um, So to see him in the full getup, I think that that really would be an extraordinary thing. And I would love to see the reaction on people's faces because I can only imagine what that's like, especially when they you're caught off guard by it and he just kind of yanks you in it just goes to show it might be a movie but these guys who are playing these characters can whip your ass (laughs) so that's no joke absolutely there's there's real strength there there's no doubt about that oh yeah and it's the uh days of the dead indianapolis uh june of 2017 i was there for that and i actually got to uh stand in the photo op room while all of the photo ops were going on and it was CJ and Steve dash both in costume. They did a mm-hmm. dual photo op. Uh, they did a dual costume photo op and then they each did separate ones. So I got to be back there on, on, in the back, you know, the, the backstage area, if you want to call it mm-hmm. that, which is, which is it, if you're, if you were the, if you were the photographer looking at them, I, we were standing in a row off to the left. So if you ever mm-hmm. seen those pictures, there was several of us back there. Uh, it's kind of it's where some of the, the the guests will come in if they want to get a picture like Kane came in and kind of bump, you know, nudge me by the elbow. And then uh, <laughs> he went up and got his picture with with CJ. Um, <laughs> Ruby was was there helping uh, assist with the costumes and stuff. I think Steve, Steve Dash's wife, a couple other people. And it was just, it was just awesome. I mean, so we're talking hundreds of photo ops. I don't know what the photo op count was, but the reaction when people would come around the corner and see them in costume and they're like, you know, you can just tell that they're in awe. And it's just, it's just, I don't even know what the word to describe it. It's, it's like, it's, it's just like a magical feeling. Like you're just around greatness, if that makes sense. And uh, because for us Friday fans to have someone who played Jason be in a, in a pretty screen accurate costume, that's like, that's almost like standing, you know, walking in to a stadium or walking into a gym and Michael Jordan standing there shooting baskets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the mm-hmm. same. You're like, oh, oh, wow. You know, holy shit, this is serious. And yeah. uh, just just to see them as they approach their turn in line and just their eyes get bigger and bigger and, and the genuine excitement. And then, of course, when they walk up and they have CJ and Steve, you know, yanking them around by the shirt and just the, you know, the you get, you get what you pay for. So you're getting that experience on top of the photo, if that makes sense. No, it does. It's, I mean, in a way you just kind of would almost equate it to like a a kid on Christmas morning. You know, you just, you just looking around, you can't stop smiling. You don't know what you're more excited about the fact that you're in line or that you're up next, that you're getting manhandled by a couple guys who play Jason, you know, you just don't know what to think. But I mean, I get that completely. I mean, experiences I've had working in newspaper and writing for a baseball website. And one time it was at the Canadian baseball hall of fame in St. Mary's Ontario once. And I had set it up that I was going to have an interview with Sparky Anderson, you know, hall of fame manager from 
Detroit and Cincinnati and I knew it was going to happen and I knew he was going to walk in, but when he did walk in and he was standing face to face with me, you know, you just have that little moment where you have to collect yourself because, and it's funny because it's one of those things is I think sometimes people want to talk about fanboy and whatnot. It's not even necessarily like that. You see sometimes these celebrities who make millions of dollars and they've got 10 million people who follow them on Twitter and every, you know, all this kind of stuff. And they'll see somebody that they admire or somebody that, you know, they grew up watching and they're speechless. They don't know what to do. I mean, I saw Jennifer Lawrence once, you know, like Jack Nicholson walked up behind her while she was doing an interview and like tapped her on the shoulder and smiled and walked away. And she was talking gibberish for the next 30 seconds. She couldn't even speak English anymore because she was so excited. You know, I saw the thing, Mark Ruffalo one time coming through and they were interviewing Paul Rudd and he just stared at him. You know, he's basically drooling and you could just see him look at the reporters like, is that Paul Rudd? You know, so it's not, it's just one of those deals. You see something that you love a in a tremendous way. And then you're finally face to face with it. You're just overwhelmed with emotions. Sometimes you don't even know how to articulate it. Sure. Yeah. And, and I've been there too. And I think the big thing with this days of the dead show last year, like I said, June, 2017 days of the dead Indianapolis, that's always a great show. And I think the, the big thing with having people be in awe the way that they were and having it be so, like I said, so electric in the room was that was the first convention where there was actually two Jason actors in costume for photo ops cj had done his before but this was the very first time that there had been two so of course we have part six and we have part two and then now we've had a six jason costume photo op which no one would have thought that would have happened i mean and then uh next weekend flashback weekend chicago at uh, the rosemont is going to be a five jason costume so uh like i said it's just the the costumes are really taken off they're very very popular and i can certainly understand why um you're seeing other characters come to life in costumes like Candyman, for example uh, mm -hmm. that was a big hit at that same days of the dead show last year and uh i think we're going to start seeing more and more uh tom morga has done a myers costume appearance i was at that at columbus uh horror hound last november i believe it was and yeah. done done the part five uh, Friday costume photo op with Tom for that. And then, of course, to see him in the Myers costume. And then, of course, now all the I mean, everybody's jumping on board with it. And and uh, the great Ted White is even on board uh, over 90 years old and to be right. in costume. <laughs> now, granted, granted, obviously, over time, the the body ages and it doesn't look like it did over 30 years ago. So Ted physically doesn't look as intimidating as he would back then of course but he looks he looks pretty it looks pretty damn awesome to see him in costume again i gotta admit just just but to think that guy is over 90 yeah but it's still ted white and that's fucking awesome and absolutely anybody who's seen the uh kane hotter documentary that just was released not that long ago they will know that at the very end ted white had a little message and that was fantastic so that's all i can think about when you say that <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that we'll discuss later, too. I actually, right. believe it or not, I have not watched mine yet. I've been so busy. Not? I have not. I know. Shame on me. I've just, I've oh, been no, no, so no, damn but, busy. No, you, you're going to enjoy it, though. It's 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 very well done. It, it, it was, I'm glad I, I watched it. It took me to get around to it as well, but, but it, it was worth the wait. It, it's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I had no doubts about that. I mean, it, it, with the wait and with the... Uh, the, the the trailers and all the information uh, yeah i have no doubt that it's going to be great that's something we'll mm -hmm. definitely talk about at another time um like i said i i, I wish i would have had time to watch it uh hopefully maybe this week coming up i'll have some time where i can sit down and uh finally 
watch the whole thing. So, but yeah, I mean, Kane's been on board with the costumes too. Ken Kersinger, uh, like I said, I mean, it's just awesome to see the responses with people and hopefully you'll get a chance to see that yourself. Uh, I know you're, you're going to mask fest coming up and I don't think as of right now, they haven't announced a, a photo op in costume for Kane Hodder, but I'm sure that that's probably something that will happen. And I would imagine that if they do, you'll probably, you'll probably have to jump on board with, with one of those photos. Yeah. It's not anything I've ever done before. I've always said, as far as memorabilia and whatnot, I kind of, I collect interviews, but, uh, you know, to get an opportunity, you know, if Kane were in full costume or CJ, whoever, and I were there, I mean, it's a one-time thing. You're like, you know what, whatever it is you want, I'll lay the money down because, you know, that'd be fantastic. Especially if it's Kane. You now, I, I still, as many times as I've talked to Kane, he's never choked me. So I'm thinking that maybe I need to remedy that when I go to Indianapolis this year. And just oh, absolutely. Experience that like everyone else has. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's something that you have to do. If you don't have a picture of, of Kane with a choke, uh, the famous choke, position yeah you you, you've definitely been missing out as far as that goes so yeah yeah so like i said i think that uh the relevance of uh of tom matthews being a never hike alone i think with cj doing all these appearances in costume i think those are two big reasons why and the third reason why is friday the 13th the game now we're not here to talk about the legal bullshit and them uh axing updates and all that I'm just talking about at face value. We have a part six Jason that we can play. And we also have uh, Tommy Jarvis that we can play and Tom Matthews voicing the character. So add that on top of the other two. And it's like, I mean, it's icing on top of the cake for part six fans, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, you think the, the Tommy Jarvis trilogy, I mean, obviously you have Corey Feldman, who is probably the most recognizable of all of them because of everything else he did in his career. And then John Shepard, I always think he, he gets the short end of the sticks. I think he really captured the essence of like a tortured Tommy Jarvis, but Tom Matthews really has become the face of Tommy Jarvis. And I think it's because Jason lives is so popular. And I, I think it was because it was the last time we saw Tommy Jarvis, but then that gets revived, like you said, with never hike alone. And now with the game. And uh, I, I think it's fantastic. I just, this, we hate to even use the word revival, but the last two years for Friday the 13th, considering we haven't had a studio film, it just keeps building. And I think one thing I'm most excited about with the game and never hike alone and everything, I think, and now you look at the new Halloween film is coming out, you know, Nick Castle's coming back and whatnot. I think they're, they're starting to embrace that with horror a little bit more, not goofy cameos just to be like a little nod to the past, but bringing characters back. So, I mean, I'm kind of hopeful because of all of this, that eventually we're going to get back to Tommy Jarvis being in the picture with in a Friday the 13th film. I mean, that to me is, that's the most exciting thing I can think of. So I mean, I'm kind of rambling now, but I mean, that's just my two cents on that. Well, I totally agree. And you've seen in Never Hike Alone that that Tom Matthews still, he still has it. He could easily, oh, yeah. he could easily bring, they could easily, not he, they could easily bring him back and he still is with it. I mean, he could do mm-hmm. a good job. I have no doubt. And yeah. like I said, there's a shit ton of gamers out there. Uh, I've played the shit out of the game and it's got a huge following. And of course, people are just, absolutely bummed because of the lawsuit bringing an end to updates and stuff, which I totally can understand because I'm, I'm fucking pissed off too, but it is what it is. You still have the game to play otherwise. And like I said, that was just kind of icing on the cake. As far as I, I looked at it when I was thinking about, Hey, look at the, look at all the part six stuff. That's kind of been kind of, kind of big for us real fans since the 30th anniversary. And Mm -hmm. those three things came to mind. 
because like I said, uh, uh, I'm a gamer. So, but even if you're not a gamer, if you attend conventions and all that, um, and you've seen Never Hike Alone, I mean, you can appreciate those. The game might not really have much of an effect on you, but to me, all those things are they're just kind of like the big picture for part six. And another thing that I'd kind of wanted to just throw in there too is for those who follow Tom McLaughlin on social media, Tom's still doing shows with his band, the sloths. They've been mm-hmm. doing shows. I forget for however many years now, since the sixties and they've done <laughs> recent shows too. Yeah. And Tom still has it. I've seen recent video of him. Um, he still is a good performer. He still has his voice. So I think that for people that follow him and are the diehard fans, interactive on social media these are all things that they obviously know that i think would lure them to pop back in part six for another watch so just my thoughts anyway and i agree with you on on every point i think it's like we said this is a a film that has a special place in the hearts of many many fans and just these things that we've seen in the last couple years that are you know maintaining its relevance kind of thing i mean you know you, you love people love of part two and whatnot but you you're not seeing that as consistently this jason live stuff keeps coming back and you know it's i i mean i don't mean it in a negative way but that kind of in your face it's just with the game and and with the appearances that cj has made and whatnot you look at the fact that mclaughlin's still so visible i mean it's just it's 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 the, the one film in the franchise that just it just lingers it just and it's not just because it's a great movie and people have great memories of it it's just there are other elements of it that just stick around that don't go away and that's special Absolutely. And one thing recently that I was disappointed that I didn't get to attend and just to just to add more fuel to the fire was the recent part six reunion that they had at Days of the Dead in Charlotte. And Tom Matthews was there and Darcy and Tom McLaughlin, CJ, of course. And I'm sure you've seen this, but they did the badass photo op of CJ in costume and Tom as Tommy Jarvis with the jacket on. I'm sure you've seen some of those pictures floating around from the fans, right? Honestly, I have not. I'm I'm smiling ear to ear right now. I, I that I have not seen. Uh, oh, I will admit, yeah. like Facebook and whatnot, I'm, I'm big on that. I usually stick to Twitter, so I mean, I didn't really see much of that. But I'm sure they're probably all over. I'm gonna have to go look now. But uh, yeah, with the jacket and CJ, that's yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that would be the the one thing if I could add to my collection, which. That that would probably be it if I if I could add anything. I mean, other than of course screen used items or whatever. But I, I do have a picture with CJ in costume, and but to think to have one with him and Tommy, that would be like the ultimate addition to any Part Six collection, hands down. Yeah. And yeah. but you know, Tom doesn't do a lot. Tom Matthews, that is, well, and Tom McLaughlin for that matter, they don't do very many conventions. And Tom Matthews is still working. And I know that he's he's kind of like in the same boat that CJ was, where he still has his company to take care of and doesn't have uh, a ton of time to travel and do conventions. Not that he doesn't want to, but he's just he's busy. So I think that maybe when he starts to wind down, I don't know how far away he is from retirement. I haven't discussed that with him or heard heard him mention that. But Mm -hmm. maybe maybe he will do the same thing, kind of like CJ is doing when that time gets here. So maybe one day I'll be able to get that. Uh, mm-hmm. convention photo op with those two to to you know to add to the ultimate collection yeah that'd be pretty sweet like i said i i really don't collect those kind of things i mean really the only friday memorabilia i really have beyond like t-shirts and whatnot is 
when I had interviewed Kane Hodder for the B movie that I hosted, uh, when I had the show, you know, I had the, the promo poster that we had had made up and I, I sent it out to him and he signed it and sent it back. So I have that frame. That's pretty much it. But yeah, if you had Tom Matthews and CJ, you know, you got the jacket, you got the costume there together together. It's like I said before, I'll, how much do you want? I'll lay the money down right now. I wouldn't hesitate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I hope I get that opportunity one day, but yeah, definitely. Uh, when you have some free time, whether that be today, tomorrow, or whenever this week, definitely get online and check out those, uh, some of those photos that are floating around out there and, and let me know what you think. I already know you're going to think it's badass, but just let me know. Oh, yeah. Let me know what you think when you see one. Oh yeah. I but yeah, just, just, uh, you know, like I said, just to wrap things up, uh, not an episode really to hash out why we love part six, but just, just why part six has been so relevant over the last couple of years, like I said, with, um, with the game, with uh, convention photo ops and, and all that good stuff. I, just uh, what better time to talk about our favorite installment than right now with all of that going on. Oh, absolutely. And then uh, I have a real good friend of mine. She got, she got a special place in my heart and she had joked before uh, as far as CJ Graham that uh, for the character, no one who's that dead should have an ass that nice. So I just had to, I had to throw that out there because I thought that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard someone say about Jason lives or any Friday the 13th movie. Cause it would never occur to me to think like that, but uh, <laughs> it's, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny, but yeah, it's just any chance we have to talk about Jason lives. I'm in. I mean, if you, you told me, Hey, we're, we're they going to do a show where to do this. I'd be like, all right, I'll be there. You know, I wouldn't hesitate. So I'm down for talking about it anytime. Absolutely. Me too. And, and it's funny you mentioned that it kind of, that just reminded me of one of my other favorite films. Uh, that's a comedy, the classic dumb and dumber when Harry and Lloyd are in Aspen and the guy walks oh, by yeah. <laughs> and they make the com- He makes the comment. Oh, he must work. He must work out. That's right. kind of the same thing. So yeah. yeah, as soon as you said that, that's immediately what popped into my head. So <laughs> yep, ab- absolutely. But yeah, any chance we get to talk about part six, I mean, the movie's been dissected a million times, so it's nice to be able to talk about it in other circumstances, such as why is it still so relevant uh, over the last couple of years? And those are the reasons why we think that it is and will continue to be. Uh, I think just as the title says, Jason lives, that's how it's always going to be for this film. I just think that uh, it's, I don't even know how to describe it, but it seems like it's gaining popularity. All the other films, I mean, they're, they're beloved and all this other stuff, but Jason lives. It just, it seems like it just gets more popular with every passing year. And that's, I mean, you're talking about three decades on, that's really extraordinary, but it just, it just keeps building. And as long as CJ gets, is more active in these conventions and whatnot, that's only going to continue. And I mean, I, I think it's fantastic because it's great to see younger people who maybe hadn't seen it before are starting to be exposed to it. And I mean, that's just fantastic. I, I agree. I think it's opening up the doors for younger fans and it's going to gain more popularity that way especially through the the kids playing the video game who Mm -hmm. didn't really know that much about part six or maybe didn't even know that it existed prior so Mm -hmm. and and that also attracting uh the convention that's you know beginning to attract younger horror fans because they have their Mm -hmm. their parents taking them to them and it's just it's generating a younger audience for older films and i just think that it's all great yeah absolutely and uh it really is, uh, in a way, when I was talk- speaking with Vinny Guastafero, I mean, he said the same thing. I guess I'd always subconsciously thought it, 
but it wasn't anything like overt. But I mean, he just said it's really the one movie in the franchise where even if you hadn't seen any of the other ones, you still understand what's going on. You can still enjoy the movie. I mean, it's by itself. You know, you you don't need any of the backstory. You know, they kind of touch on it enough during, you know, they don't need some prologue that kind of leads up like the first few movies always did that. But Jason Lives, you just hop right in and you're just you're in from, you know, the first frame and it just doesn't stop. And you you can love it because it's got horror. It's got humor. It's got everything. It's just like even people who aren't huge fans of the genre or the franchise still enjoy Jason Lives. I mean, it's just it's just a special movie. Absolutely. Like I said, definitely one of my favorites of the franchise, and I look forward to seeing CJ again next week and seeing what all he has going on coming up. Uh, always a good time at Flashback Weekend, so if you're there, come say hey. Uh, Flashback Weekend Chicago, it is uh, the weekend of August the 4th, which is a week from a week from today. So uh, other than that, uh, we will be at Mask Fest, Indianapolis coming up. Uh, Lando and myself. If you see if, if you see us around, come say hey. Tell us what you want to hear for upcoming episodes. Shoot us messages. We're up to suggestions. Hit us up on Facebook and let us know. But that wraps up another episode of Return to Camp Blood. So please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. You can check us out on Facebook at Camp Blood Podcast. And if you want to check out our back episodes, you can find those at our website, campbloodpodcast.com. Like I said, if you have any suggestions, feel free to drop us a line uh, through Facebook or the website or hit us up at one of the upcoming conventions. This episode was brought to you by one of our favorites, Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. See you back at Camp Forest Green.